0: Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Bertha Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being with us. Marie Pisano was born and raised in Chicago. She moved to Memphis in 1999. She was she has served on the boards of the International Children's Foundation, the Women's Foundation for Greater Memphis, and the Commission on Missing and Exploited Children. She was co-founder of the Tiara T Society, chairperson for Go Red for Women, and created rock for hope for st jude children's research hospital she's a devoted mother of two and very passionate about film music and community the author producer radio tv host and speaker is building her life and her company's mvp3 entertainment group and mvp3 studios on truth and integrity and she is the author of some books with some striking titles from barefoot stilettos finding my yes and also she isn't shy about saying it's not for sissies. Mary Pisano welcome to Politics Unright. How are you doing today?
1: Yes. Good thank you for having me on your show.
0: Well look let me tell you I'm um, I, I like I like great stories, and I like great beginnings, because one of the things, in as much as we're a political show, one of the things we like to do is talk about empowering people, and your story is an empowering story. I mean, and uh, what I want you to do for me, if you will, is give us a little start. Who is this Mary Pisano from Chicago who had some heavy things happen in the beginning of her life, and then we're going to talk about how you stepped forward and took command of your entire life and give it in a, in, in, in a manner that encourages folk that says we have control of our own
1: lives. We are control of our destiny. It's a, it's a choice, but um, growing up on food stamps in the South side of Chicago in in all African American community with gangs and um, you know, learning how to navigate through that and throughout life a mom. And then, um, you know, it, it's something that, you know, you take with that, that is kind of like street smarts, so to speak. But you, you know, what I want everybody and encourage everybody to understand is just because of what you have gone through or where you grew up doesn't mean that, totally defines you. It helps create who you are. Um, It can, um, the choice that you make to either, you know, fall into it or to create better. And what I had learned from my mother was you could either play victim or do something about it. And so I've chosen in my life, in my path, even though I stumbled and fall, you know, along the way, but but it's still a choice up each day and go find, you know, my yes. And my yes might not be the same. Yes. As your yes, but we could all find our yes by rising up and um, living on truth and integrity is really the key. And that's what I found for myself. And when you heal all the inner child issues and heal the past, that's how you could actually thrust forward to a great future.
0: Now, now I want to ask something. I want to, I want to put you on it's hold for one you. second. <laughs> I, I want to stop because you brought your yeah. mother in for a little second. You said it is something that I guess it was your your yes came sort of a something instrumental from your mother. Uh, is that what you're trying to say or?
1: Well, my mother, when she was younger as a child, she was sexually abused by what um, the term is a family. And later in life, what she did to help other children was she created a chapter in Illinois called Child Find for Missing and Abused Children. And when a Chicago Tribune reporter asked her why did she, you know, do this? And she was in the middle of, you know, in the 80s when there was a really, you know, it's a serious matter now, but it was even more serious where she was coming out and where nobody really wanted to talk about how the Catholic churches were um, molesting and sexually abusing children. And they asked her, you know, why, why is she, you know, putting her, you know, self out there and why she's doing this. And she said, there's two roads you could take. You could play victim or do something. Her powerful words were, she decided to pick up her panties and move on. That was some powerful words at, at age 13 for me to hear. It can be shocking and cringing, um, but it means that, No matter what had happened to her, she chose to rise up. She chose to, you know, um, not let that define her and go do something about it. Not play the victim, but also help empower others. And that's where I get, I believe, my strength.
0: Well, I mean, uh, interestingly, if you take a look at uh, your life, uh, going on the road, one of the first things that happened to you is you're on a motorcycle and you crashed, and you, you, you kind of like exposing that T on your legs. Tell us a little bit about that, and, and what made you get out of that, which would have debilitated most people into actually moving your life forward?
1: Well, at the time, I was working at Chicago ba- Bally's Health Club, and that actually is what help me survive, um, because I was into fitness. And that actually, the doctor said, when I got hit, a a car came out of like the side out of nowhere, um, did one of those what they call a Hollywood stop, not really stopping. And there was um, the vehicle had a headlight that popped up. It was a Dodge 1988. And as we were driving by and I'm on the back, the car came out, hit me in the leg. The headlight of the car went into my leg, Ah. which tore my leg. And I had, and it came centimeters away from the main artery. And if I did not have the, um, background of working out and building muscle, my leg, I would have, it would have cut that main cord in my leg, main artery, and I would have, I would have died. But the grace of God, um, and because of how I was involved in fitness at the time, it's, it's what saved me. So yes, it, it was devastating. Because uh, when you're young, but you know, the same thing with when you're young, and you have the mindset that you're invented, You know, young teenagers, I mean, you know, they think they're invincible, they you don't really have the mindset capacity to really see the future or, you know, um, you live for just the now and, and uh, that's what happened, you know, it was I just got up and automatically, you know, went into, you know, survivor mode and but later in life it affected me because it's it's called post traumatic stress so um it's been definitely a journey um but and it, uh, one person go ahead
0: the thing about it is that uh, you got up uh, and 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 that is why your story for me is intriguing not only about the motorcycle not only about where you grew up but how you moved from chicago to memphis tennessee tell us a little bit about uh, that and before we get into the why and what's of your two books?
1: Um, I came to Memphis, Tennessee in 1999 after my now ex-husband, um, got a job offer and, um, it seemed like a good, and it was, you know, going to be something good for our family. And, but, when we got here, it was definitely a culture shock for me, mm-hmm. um growing up, you know, in the south side of Chicago, and I didn't really think you know it's about eight per drive and an hour and forty minute flight, but it is a total different <laughs> culture, you know, um coming from the north to the south, and this is where. You know the assassination of Martin Luther King, um, the downfall of Stacks. Um, you know it. There is still underlining racial. You know, um, very much more heavier than when I moved here, and that was, you know, that was a difference to to walk into and and discover how to navigate through that because I didn't see color. I didn't really, you know, where I came from, we have more culture or more, you know, um, there was, there's always been racism, you know, but not like it was here. And, and trying to, again, you know, a a city attitude, like kind of, I explained it like Kevin Bacon in Footloose remember that movie where Kevin Bacon's from New York comes to the country and he is just the outsider and outcasted and everything and that's basically what I didn't feel like I had anywhere to dance so I had to create my own dance
0: well you didn't only create your own dance you went ahead there and started saying I want to bring some of who I really am here. So I want a studio. I want to manage people. I want to talk to people. I want to empower people. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Yes. So I dove into being on boards that help women and children, um, because of, you know, what I learned from my mom, you know, she started organizations and I, learn how to fundraise and you know, help events. So I started doing that. And um, the first thing I I was involved with was with St. Jude. And we started a, you mentioned, you know, I did Rock for Hope for St. Jude, and that was putting on a concert um, to help, you know, the research of children's cancers. So we put on this concert and it was like my little mini Woodstock and we had all different genres of music. And at the time, I also in Nashville um, watching a Poison concert with Brett Michaels. And um, from there met the Mulch brothers and Billy Falcon who write with Bon Jovi. I asked the Mulch brothers to come perform in Memphis and they did. And after that, they asked me to be their manager and wow. um, it was intriguing. And um, I, so then I started going back and forth from Memphis to Nashville and really learning the whole music scene, not only here in Memphis and the history, but also in Nashville. And I thought there's, there's a bridge here that we can build and why wasn't anybody building that bridge and also, we had so much talent in Memphis, but why wasn't Memphis operating like Nashville? Because Nashville is a music business. They all work together, created this whole music business. And so from there, I just saw this vision, you know, and while I was helping the Mulch Brothers, we got them signed in, in Nashville. And from there, you know, all musicians want their songs in movies, and um, so I just learned and navigated how to get my artists into movies and on the radio, and uh, eventually stumbled into also producing, you know, films myself.
0: That 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 is actually great. Now, uh, why did you write the books? And I mean, uh, I, I I like the. Titles because it's it's so affirmative. From barefoot stilettos, what is barefoot stilettos anyway?
1: Well, we all come in this world barefoot. We all stumble and fall, um, but we each have the power to rise up each day. And I say stilettos, you know, in my stilettos because, as a woman or anybody, you know, trying to hurdle over life or whatever um we always get knocked down you know there's always you know curveballs and things that happen in life and things we can't control but no matter what we cannot give up and I just say I empower myself by rising up in these stilettos and um most could get offended by it but women have to go through a lot of different things. So do men, but women have to teach, you know, men how we want to be treated. But in all honesty, we all have to teach each other how we want to be treated. So stilettos is just not, you know, this, you know, stiletto, a shoe or anything, you know, that is offensive. It's, it's more about rising up, you know, in, in your stilettos, little girls always dream of wearing that stiletto or, you know, that glass slipper, but they don't re- realize that it takes a lot to wear that glass slipper, you know, to wear that stiletto without stumbling and falling sometimes, you know?
0: Let me tell you something. First of all, what you said is so, so- true when, when you talked about, uh, oh, women, uh, women, we women need to tell what it is they need women need to be uh, we need we need to know what w- how different women are treated etc you don't have to come out and say and men also because we're still living in a patriarchy so i mean uh i love that you come out assertively and said what you had to say that yeah you guys need to learn how uh how to hell women need to be, you know, the, the things that affect women. Now, the title of the book, the, uh, the, the first one, I, I, I like the, the one that you, you talk about. Um, it's not for sissies. What's not for sissies? I love that.
1: Not easy. Meaning it's not easy. Like Rocky Balboa, <clears throat> you know, you in life you get hit so many times. What is Rocky's thing? It's not how many times you get hit, it's how many times you could get up and it's not easy. You know, again, all these things that happen to us in life and we're all victims of victimization and that, you know, navigating, even what we're looking at in the world today, navigating through everybody's inner child issues, everybody's, you know, fears and everything. This, this world is not easy. And it, again, it's not to be offensive. It's, it's not for sissies. You have to, you know, toughen up. You have to empower to be able to rise above all the noise, all the trauma, and you know, not take being, you know, this emotional punching bag for others. And once we empower ourselves and get that mind, body, and soul in balance you know, we're able to teach others how we want to be treated. And again, I, you know, I have to do say this, that, you know, yes, us women have been treated a certain way, but, you know, we forget that so have men. Women, mothers have treated little boys and men the improper way. And that's another reason why possibly men you know, have learned a certain way as well. So it takes both parties, men and women to learn how to navigate and work with each other. All it is, is about respect. You know, whether it's, you know, this racial thing, whether it's this, you know, we, you believe one thing, I believe another, or, you know, how women and men need to treat each other. Everybody just needs to treat each other with respect. And again, we all need to find our yes. And our yes is not the same, but we need to respect that.
0: that. I wanted to get there and you kind of jumped the gun on me because there are two last questions I want to ask. How do we get to our yes? And, and for my audience, uh, which uh, is a very politically inclined audience, um, your empowering story, the way you just went ahead and uh, you know, l- let me let me preface this a bit. I have a lot of people uh in in our as we are trying to empower people politically would say things like, Well, things can't change, or that's how it has always been, or you know, those kinds of statements. When you come out and you say, Find your yes, uh, it is. I tell my audience, you can find, I don't use the find my yes moniker, that's yours. Uh, I tell my audience, we can do whatever we set out to do. We just have to get out there, stand up and do it. Uh, from your childhood to your accident, to your moving into a society that was foreign to you, uh, you went through all these things and each place that you've been, you found your Yes. It's clear from your company, you found your yes. It's clear from your achievements, you found your yes. So uh, this, last, this is the last question, a, double, a a twofer. Explain how you found your yes, how you're sure of your yes, and then uh, ask, tell our audience something that you wish I had asked you that I didn't.
1: <laughs> well, how I found my yes is, again, it's a journey. It's, um, and I always say, you know, but I'm not the Dalai Lama or mother Teresa, you know, (laughs) I made mistakes. Um, we, you know, we, (laughs) we all make these mistakes and we all have this journey. So through it all, you're trying to find that. Yes. You know, you're trying to find that happiness. You're trying to, what we're all really trying to do is find ourselves, but, the way that we're going to find our yes is the minute we heal that inner child and heal those adverse childhood experiences and, and overcome those traumas by not holding on to all that past and all the noise that tells you, you can't do it. You, it's always been that way. Like you said, or, it, you know, this, that you, the whole world, you come out you know, in this world, and you have a whole world in fear that all they tell you is no. Well, I came out and said, yes. (laughs) So how I find my yes is, I know I have a purpose in this life. I know that I make mistakes. I made mistakes as a parent I made, you know, but what I've learned is all these mistakes and what other people have done, I was able to take that and be like, that's not what I want to do. I want to create my own yes. And just because they say they can't doesn't mean that I can't. And just because someone says something doesn't make it true. But if I if I will that, if I say, okay, no, I can't do it. Well, then you're correct. You can't do it because you just said you can't. But if you say that you can, and you want to go find that yes, well, yes, you can, you know, and I think I have proven that no matter what happens, I could find my yes, you know, and I hope that I could inspire other people that no matter what, what you get hit with, um, this, let me just explain this past year, and you're one of the first people that I'm interviewing to tell you this. I had $5 to my bank account. I lost my vehicle. Uh, It got repossessed. I was my home. I had nothing. I had someone that ran, took all the money and um, left me with nothing. I didn't know what I was going to do. And here we are in the middle of a pandemic, right? I had the world, the whole world, and not knowing what to do once again but you know what I found my yes by getting back up moving forward I see what's going on in media and this whole world and I set out to create that change they tell you no well I found my yes by going to get investors sharing my vision, my dream building a movie studio called MVP3 Studios where we are going to redefine this entertainment industry. I found like-minded people to come together with me and build this. I was able to sell furniture. I was able to do everything I can to get back on my, and by the grace of God, someone gave me a vehicle and someone um, helped me in the middle of all this crisis. And I am now paying it forward by now that I got back up on my feet, giving the vehicle away to help others, the Rotary Family Youth Initiative, to help others understand what adverse childhood experiences are and heal those cases and move forward and create change. So now, with everything that I am doing, I am very purpose driven. I want to share with other people um, and empower community through our films, um, through our radio shows, through our television network, and everything that we do um, to give back and help others.
0: I don't want to say anything (laughs) further. That is impressive, and that is finding your yes. Um, uh, Let me tell you, Marie Pisano, uh, you're an inspiration. Thank you for having been on Politics Done Right and keep up doing the great work and keep up inspiring others because your story alone should tell anybody who thinks they're in the downtrodden that no, they can get up, find your yes because you know what? It's not for sissies. Thank you so kindly for being on Politics Done Right. Thank you.